Hello and welcome to oh. Motor Cult episode 38. I'm Eric Berger, joined <laughs> by Ryan Sanitsky. Hey there. <laughs> Hi. Do you want me to finish that story? Yeah, sure. What you know? There, there was a, there was a time through. when I was uh, when I was a kid and I was just really mad at my mom for something. I forgot what she did, but I purposely like went like snuck in her bathroom at like 10 o'clock at night and lifted up the toilet seat because I knew like every morning the first thing she did is like go to the bathroom. Okay. And she was half awake, so you know for a fact that she's not doing it. I was like six or seven at the time we're still living in her apartment you dino and when i woke i woke up when i heard her go ah what the fuck <laughs> and just remember the I, south park toilet safety administration episode no i do not oh. i'm gonna open up my beer by the okay. way it's a stellar toy south park episode uh it's all about putting the toilet seat down for women and uh clyde forgot to do it and his mother fell in and like died <laughs> Like all of her organs came out of her body or something because he left the toilet seat down. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, up. That's not basically down. what up. it feels like. It feels like. Anyway, D- anyway, not reality. But hello Yay. there, everyone. Beer. Welcome to Motor. We Cult. were talking about toilet seats. Yes, the, in our intermission between the last recording and this recording. Yep. Now so. it's Wednesday for you guys. Yes. Happy Wednesday. We've been talking about it all week. If it was 2011, you'd be gearing up to go to Sonic right now if you live in Minnesota. Oh. But some jack off of the C5 soon. Corvette ruined it for everyone. By opening and carrying? No, no. That was He did a burnout. A bunch of people were opening and carrying before that. Also, oh. I guess if you're opening and carrying, don't go to a car show to be a dick. You're going to ruin it for everyone. Um, there you did is say a C5 time, Corvette, so. There is a time and place to exercise your Second Amendment right, and it's not to ruin other people's things. Anyway. Um, well said. Let's start Pretty with much. the podcast now that we've had. Yep. A, we started with a digression. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we've already started with a digression. You are drinking a Stella Artois. I am a little girl, and I'm drinking a White Claw hard seltzer because mm-hmm. it's the last one in the fridge. And I'm trying to make and, up some and space you, here. You don't want to drive anywhere after this? Yeah, they do kind like, of put you out, do they? Yeah, it's like 11 percent alcohol or something. You have to get an Uber. Five percent. <laughs> I got the Laguna Seca blue. It's fine. Yeah, very exactly. inconspicuous. Anyway, yep. Let's so talk about your first, first story. Topic. Yeah, it's me. Um, so you guys might or might not know Brexit. It's my 1990 BMW 3 Series wagon from Wales. The reason why it's called Brexit. Long story short, I imported it in 2015 when the Brexit happened. It's from Wales. Where it, the Brexit it makes happened? Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Brexit. They let me yeah. have the license plate, so it's called Brexit. Yeah, you found anyway, you just got it running. Didn't well, I mean, it, I bought it running and driving with a 100-horsepower four-cylinder in it. Now and then I it right. immediately ripped it out and put a very expensive 1998 M3 engine in it with a hairdryer on it. And it makes a little more than four times the original horsepower now. Good. So you're and making 425 or something? Something like yeah. that, yeah. So <clears throat> I just put a new ball-bearing turbo on it, just welded the new 90 on it, just got it all plumbed back in because I kept blowing turbos. Yeah. Those old journal-bearing China chargers just weren't dealing well with the 12 PSI, whatever. Anyway, I took it for the first romp. I'm just like, I really need to get rid of this car. Either that or I need to change the drivetrain because it is too powerful. I, You know, what what clutch do you have in it? I have a UUC segmented carbon Kevlar clutch, that's, also known as a on-off switch. Yeah, that's an on-off switch. I think that's your problem. Cause... Well, I mean, it definitely doesn't help anything, but I also need it for the power level. It can't do that with an organic clutch on these cars. Yeah, I, that seems like a ridiculous clutch for 400 horsepower. You need it. The stock clutches can't take that much power. Yeah, but I mean, like, you, you can run. You, there has to be something in between what you have. Yeah, but it's all South Bend, and they don't work. 
Oh, really? Yeah. There's nothing about from like comp clutch or anything? Mm-mm. Not for these cars. Mm, this is why Hondas are better, because you can run 400 horsepower on a Honda and be fine. Well, I mean, like, the S54 car has a stock 328 clutch. I'm like, that's fine, but right. it doesn't make the power the same way. So, yeah, like, on boost on set, like, you're making the same-ish torque, well, more, but you're making it at, like, I mean, that thing pulls boost to, like, 2,500 RPM. So, I mean, it's, the clutch is working really hard. So, I need that clutch set up, and it's really, it's fairly streetable, but... I wonder, so your main issue is probably like that straight line rear end probably gets squirrely or something. I mean, it's got Dereza Star Specs on it and a big LSD that's got a tall gear in it. So, like, do you have the stock suspension? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's refreshed, but it's E30 suspension. It's all E30. Mm-hmm. And you might, maybe, you, uh, there might be something to do with like spring rates or something. You can I do honestly to think help it's, it. uh, not necessarily that it's too fast, but because everything's happening at that speed and you're on the wrong side of the car and you're shifting with the wrong hand. You you basically you, you went too fast. It's too, too much to think about. It. Yeah, I think um, if no, that was in a left hand drive wagon, no problem. I'm just thinking about like there's people making like 1500 horsepower in a Supra and like 800 horsepower in a Corvette. Like mm-hmm. if they can handle it, you can handle it. Like, yeah, I can. I just don't enjoy it. Well, I think you have to get used to it. That's part mm-hmm. of the that's Maybe. part of the challenge of having a powerful car. Maybe because you're, again, you're like, used to these... that's a first for me. Like I usually enjoy a car right you're, off the bat. You're used to very well-balanced, you know, cars like your Ferrari, where it's not a, it's not fast, it's very well-balanced. And yeah, that's that's the thing. But yeah, it's not nearly as fast as Brexit. No, it's it's how, it, it's a balanced car. That's a driver's car. But you're not used to something that's just got brute power. And I think that's something you have to just get used to first, because something's like, when, it, when you get into a car that's extremely fast, at first it's overwhelming. It's not, not that fun to drive, because you feel like you're going to die. But when you eventually learn to, um, you're eating your chips, and I can hear them clearly. <laughs> it's one They're thing- Cheetos, and it's amazing. But anyway, I, it's one of those things I think you have to get used to it. I, th- I don't think you should I jump mean, the gun maybe, and get rid of it. But I've had it. I mean, I've had the car for three years, and I've had an engine swap for two. Yeah, like, and it's how, been- many, how long has it been like actually like functional? The whole time. I just keep blowing turbos up and replacing them. But that's yeah, that's the thing. It's everything. Every time I've talked to you, you're like, "Oh, Brex is broken. It's broken again. Now it's broken." Yeah, I think I think your main issue is you're using a bunch of Chinese eBay parts. Ooh, delicious! It is eBay tuned. Yeah, and you're you're just kind of doing it a very cheap way. I think with the amount of power you're making, you need to. You know, that that's why people say it's buy. got a balanced ball bearing turbo in it now. Yeah, but I mean, like it's one of those things where I think I, I think before you jump ship on that car, I think you should own it for a while and just like try it out. Um, also, I think. That that's probably your most interesting car you own. I don't think so. I think what you should do is grab like John Hari or something and take that car into your E3. Do you know M3. what the registration costs for Light the Night? I'm not bringing two cars. Well, we've also had Dan on here. I know. So he can probably help you out. He didn't. Well, he can. But he probably. Didn't. Well, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Give me free shit, please. <laughs> That's, wow. just, that's just bad PR, man. <laughs> yeah, so I, I paid my own way for the the BMW registration for the E30 M3, which I'm taking, which is way cooler. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, we should, I want to take both those cars. To, let's see if we can get them into um, Cars and Crafts sometime in like, like October, maybe. Yeah, if they're both at my house, it'd be easy. Yeah, because then we can just drive it at right. At that show, Brexit would be way more popular. I, and that's the thing. Is I think, like, But it's way more popular with the JDM and Tuner crowd. It's because it's a really cool build. So like the people that like Euro cars... They don't give a fuck about the wagon. They well, like the E30 M3. Well, yeah, I mean, but those are also the same people that like three-piece, like ridiculous wheels that are like super stanced out and sideways. 
I don't know. I'm, who are you trying to impress? Yourself? I like the car, but I want to put a different engine in it that's more usable. Okay, well, that's different than selling it. Those are my two options. I, I posted would, I publicly last week. I'm just like, I should I put, bring a trailer it because they agreed they'd run it, or should I put a different engine in it? I'd put a different engine in it all the way. But then I come to the dilemma of like, oh, what the hell do I put in there? Too jazzy? No, I want okay. less power. I think I would just put an M54 in there, the aluminum yeah. six-cylinder. Yeah, that'd be good. perfect. Yeah, it's, it's kind of your go-to. I've never done an M54 and actually like driven it. Driven I guess uh, you, you'd always do the S63 S54, or whatever. Yeah. F- S54, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, try that. That, that might be different. I but, have one on a stand that already has the right pan on it, so I might do that. Yeah, but that would make sense. I'm planning to leave the turbo engine in it at least, at least the le- remainder of the year. Yeah, say leave it until winter because that, that's kind of a cool. I don't think I'm going to touch it before mid next year, honestly, if I keep it. Yeah, because you got other stuff to work on. And it currently runs and drives and is fine. Although it could use a little more frontal opening for cooling. Is that the intercooler in that thing is huge. Did, have you ever seen the um the Toyota Supra JGTC cars from the nineties? Maybe. They had one normal headlight and the other one is like a little tiny projector oh. off of like a Lexus, and then they just drilled a ton of holes into the headlight housing for the air intake. Mine doesn't have high beams in it anymore. Okay, so you've already done something like that. Yeah, but I there's a lower valence that is basically and the three, it's a non-air conditioned four-cylinder car, so it had the more closed-off balance because it didn't oh, need cooling. There you go, done. So I gotta get the three twenty-five one, get it painted, install it, and then you know, cut holes in it basically. So I saved the one off my silver IX. I parted out, so I'm just gonna rattle can it green and try to throw it on there. Yeah, see, see what happens. When happen. it doesn't get hot anymore, I'll be much more inclined to lean on it a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think I think what you're just dealing with right now is you're dealing with I put in all this effort and it's not perfect, and now I need to. Either invest more money or jump ship. That's what it sounds like. Pretty much. I also yeah. don't really have the motivation or time to fix the last like five percent of issues that it has. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I would say I'm in the crowd of take it all the way and make it really. I mean, awesome. it owes me basically nothing. I have storage space for it, so I really don't need to sell it. The insurance costs like six dollars a month on that thing. Yeah, I would totally just keep it. That that's right. exactly what I do. Um. That's what do you do? Rack up $47,000 worth of speeding tickets in Dubai or something? Uh, what? No, I've never been to Dubai. Well, I mean, if you went there, Does, you might do that. There's a let, man that did let that. Me, okay, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> did somebody do that? Yes, there's a tourist in Dubai. How, oh, God, he, no. He in rent, what? A Lamborghini Huracan. How did he, did he borrow it? And he rented it. <laughs> uh, it was like $1,400 like $1, a day or something. But he was driving One at, in Rome. He's driving it between uh, 70 and 130 miles an hour on a couple of side streets. Like, you know those big, huge, like, six-lane side streets they have in Dubai? Not highways, but they like, might as well be. Yeah. The one that Top Gear shut down. Yeah, the super... Yeah. The, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So he was going, like, ludicrously fast and apparently forgot that there's speed cameras there. Yeah, exactly. That you makes just, you, more you sense. Just, you, you just gave me a... Like a what the fuck look. Yeah, no, that's what happened. He, I guess he didn't know there were speed cameras there or something. So he was never pulled over, but he just drove through like 30 speed cameras. That makes way more at sense. At ludicrous speed. And so now he's got $47,000 worth of um, speed tickets. But this is the thing. Now he's stuck there until he figures out if he's going to pay <laughs> it or not. Because the rental car company is holding his passport. Oh, no. And... Oh. There's a disagreement between him and his rental car company on who's responsible for it. Oops, the rental car me. company says you're responsible for it, but he says, well, "But obviously. it's your car." I am in the I'm in the camp that as much as I would want the rental car company to pay my tickets, it's his fault. I found an article here. 
Yeah, that's the one from Two stretches of road drove through 32 (laughs) speed cameras. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, between 2.31 a.m. and 6.26 a.m. So you're not even hurting anybody. But still, that's yeah, that's that's very questionable. Anyone that goes on a vacation and rents a Lamborghini deserves speeding fines. Yes. I concur. That's what I'm saying. If it's his problem, if it was my problem, because I'm honest with myself, I would totally do what he's doing and fight about it. But yeah. um, no, he totally, he's totally, he's guilty of sin. Walk into the rental car company as like dressed as like a UPS guy and just like, find your passport and just walk out with it. That's what I would do. Yep, <laughs> and then just never go back to Dubai. <laughs> If I live in a country oh, that has a non man. that doesn't have an extradition treaty, maybe I want to wow. go back to Dubai. Well, we can always go to. Well, then don't speed. Then we can go to Kuwait. <laughs> it's like okay, the same thing. Close enough. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> Motion at my side. Hopefully, it's a kitty. <gasps> kitty. But anyway, so that happened. Um, then, that is uh, an appalling number of that, that guys in real deep shit. <laughs> Did he not notice the flashes and shit coming up on the street? No, I guess you. I imagine he's not probably drunk too. Do they do they drink in Dubai? Uh, no, it's they don't. no if, so he's not even drunk. He's totally dude, sober. He's got no excuse. In this a much is, bigger world of hurt, if you were drinking in Dubai, this guy is. This is entirely his fault. Why do they have the Lamborghini police cars if it's not for this specific purpose? I do not know. Like, I would think that they would just sit there with a speed camera and try to catch them. Anyway, I want to hear some updates. I see that there's a lift installed here. Yes. Uh, you have your Ferrari in the air, and then behind your Ferrari, you have a lift with nothing in the air. Well, I mean, yeah. So, I was driving the 355 last week. Also, I... that lift has been here for as long as we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. It's, it's been here for it a It took very me a long, long time, time to get that scissor lift sitting over there, over here. Did, do you own it? No, but oh. like there's a third interest ownership okay. from this I, unit to that thing. But it's stored on the other end of this building, and the guy's never here. Oh, So okay. I finally got it, and you know what? It took two days once I had that scissor lift. You know, I actually found a um, propane-powered Toyota forklift on, I think it was on Brand Trail do or something. Do not tell me this. But I was gonna, I was gonna send it to you for the purpose of putting that up. Oh, was it a really <laughs> old, tiny so one? Yes, and this one, yeah, yeah it's a, a tiny one. I, yeah, I sent it to Jana. It was like diesel or something weird. Yeah, it was propane, but it was from like the, it was from like the early '60s. I want that. It's very cool. It's basically a tractor with a lifty thing. That I, I needed to be really small. I couldn't do that. It, no, no, it, no, it, no is, it is small, like, but it, it looks like a tractor oh. with a lifty thing. It's a, got a, probably about the same, um, hmm. like footprint in a garage is like. A Honda Beat. Okay, like, oh. it's it's very small. Okay, well, but I was I, I was totally gonna send that to you. I sent it to Janet. Well, instead. anyway, it's up now. Yes, it is. I up. did that alone with thing. the scissor lift. Alone, Congrats. wow! I drilled a whole bunch of holes in the Corey concrete. Wasn't here to help the, or anything? Nah, he was at work because he has oh, wow. a shitty shift. Wow, you um, you're a lot more industrious than I am. Yeah, that, well, it's not my first time putting in a lift, and I got one in my oh, house now too, which is not bolted on. Ooh. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's you just, should probably bolt that on. You have much more expensive cars in your house. I do, but like. The, the garage ceiling isn't lifted yet, so, like, I can do, like, suspension and brakes on it right now, but, like, I really can't do anything else with it yet. And then you're going to have to rebuild the garage and actually no, it lift it up again. or rebuild it. So, like, I'm not in a huge rush to put that one in, but I have one. That's good. Say so you have another one that's available. Yeah, so 
New two post lift. It got its first job last night, which wasn't even on my car. Oh, what was I it? I keep Janik keeps like forwarding me business. Oh yeah, Janik Newen. I love that guy. He's great. Yeah. He's awesome. We He's got a bunch of friends that are really well maintained cars. Yeah, we we went to Auto Tech together like way back in the day. We were in high school. I love that guy. I did not know that. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he uh, he was into G35s and he's oh, actually yeah. the reason why my dad yeah. owned a G35 for the he longest time. He was really time. into Gs. I could totally see that. Yeah, no, they were very fun cars at the time. Well, but anyway, anyway. Um, so I've done just tons of work for him and his uh, gay friends over the last several years. And the, this guy brought his 335 down yesterday. It's a 2011 335 XI. Ooh. All-wheel drive. Yeah. Does so, that make things worse? Oh, it makes it way worse. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a hierarchy. The rear-wheel drive NA cars takes me about an hour. Yeah. The NA all-wheel drive cars, two and a half yeah. Hours, so a lot longer, but not that bad. Turbo rear-wheel drive cars, hour and a half. Yeah. Turbo all-wheel drive cars, like four hours. Oh, my God. It's because everything is wedged in between. The clamps are all facing the wrong way. Everything's thermonuclear meltdown hot, so you're just, like, burning the skin off your hands. You look like the guy <laughs> dropped in sludge, radioactive you're, 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 sludge in RoboCop by the time you're done. Like the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, or the Toxic Avenger. Just or like Deadpool. That. So anyway, like any my, of the above. I've got any like famous burn victim. My hand is just destroyed, and I just don't charge enough for those cars. So I'm not doing any more turbo all-wheel drive water pumps. Just add a thousand dollars under your fee. It's not that. I should just charge more and still do them. But the guy told me he was going to tow it down here, and then he drove it down here with a bad water <sighs> pump, so it was even hotter than normal. That's a bad idea. And I lent him the fajita because he was going to go see a movie while I was working on it, oh. and that actually worked out fine. But he drove and was like, what I couldn't movie get... did he see? Uh, Mission Impossible 3 or something. How many times? I don't know. It must have been twice. It's like a ludicrous. Did he go there and get like a, a, a massage from like a... Dude, I'm not asking. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he drove in and like the lights weren't on on the fajita. I'm just like, uh, okay. He's oh. like, yeah, I couldn't get the interior lights to work. because he totally didn't have the lights on. He's like, well, the front ones were on. I'm like, daytime running lights. Oh my God, he's that kind of person? <clears throat> I would charge him an extra $1,000 for that. It's going to be paying... Two thousand extra dollars if I were to be doing that. Charge him two thousand three hundred dollars instead of three hundred dollars. Yes, twenty three hundred. He brought all the parts, so luckily that helped a lot. But Ugh, but still, I mean, for the amount of bullshit you had to go through. Yeah, no, I'm I'm reevaluating that. Yeah, I just want to do rear wheel drive ones. Not worth it. Yeah. But anyway, no, yeah, I've got another two post lift. It's in. It's awesome. It's great. I have it. So I don't have to move pickups out of the way to get into it. Nice. Are you going to use it for like just doing jobs, or are you going to store cars on? Uh, both. I mean, both. it works as a storage lift, but I mean, it's there for work. So there's one thing I want to mention. You know, I said you're a lot more industrious than I am. I do recall that. That yeah, was just so several minutes ago. In, in the last week or so, I've got the crest of running. It's taking on my first drive. Oh, yes? Yes. It, it sounds good. It runs How did well. you solve the transmission cooler issue? I did not. <laughs> yes. Have I talked about that on here yet? You talked about the fact that the lines are folded over and hemorrhaging. Yeah. No, I, t- I think I talked to you in person about that. I don't think I talked about it's on, it. It's on one of the episodes. It's on one of the episodes. I just listened to it. Yeah. It's still like that. I have not touched it. I've not moved the car. It is just <laughs> okay. so fucking hot right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, as it's we've discussed been, on the last episode, it's still the same day it, here. It was it was raining, and then it's been eight days of hot after that. I have a rash because of how hot it is. Yes. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, carrying on. <laughs> Speaking of cars that are fantastic, like the Toyota Cressida and like your FJ Cruiser, the Fajita. Um, yeah, that's a great name. It is a great name because your last one's called the Burrito because it looked like a burrito. Mm-hmm. Now you need to owe a taco. Well, it was an enclosed taco, so it was a burrito. Can you get a beige Corona and call it a quesadilla? 
<laughs> While I could, I won't be doing that. Anyway, so um, I want to talk about this one car. I keep seeing it get brought up, and it's something that we can't get. It's called the Suzuki Jimny. Oh, God. I've heard you reference this thing, like, I, I can't even count how many times in the last it's couple months. It's a great months. car. It's fine. No, they are. I mean, it's it, the, we got them for a while. It's called Suzuki Sidekick or a Samurai. And those are some of the best off-road vehicles you can get even to date. Is that the same as a Daihatsu Rocky? No, no, but they they were competitors. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, but no, they uh, the new Jimny came out, and every single automotive journalist in the world basically is just raving about it, and we don't get it. <laughs> I think it's very stupid. Um, I don't get why they just like keep the cool stuff from us, like the Citroen C4 Cactus. Yeah, like that'd be <gasps> that'd go so well in America. I know. <laughs> like, that'd be great. And the, the worst part is they've been spotted in Detroit rolling around with manufacturer plates. It's dumb. Uh, uh-huh. I really don't like that. The, the fact that somebody's it. allowed to drive something that we want and can't ever get here, here, it's like me. It's like when uh, Corey was in uh, Colorado and saw uh, the Renault, or the, what was it, the Renault Influenza or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. A giant French flu driving down yeah, the road. Uh, yeah, that was cool, and I want that, and I can't get like it. Like, it's just a boring sedan, but, like, it's French. And like, it was it's like a, different. Like, it's better. It, was like a, it wasn't a scenic or anything. Well, maybe it was. No, it, it was a Influenza. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's called. We still the, have the picture I somewhere. Actually, I think it's actually called the fluence or something. But yeah, it is a fluence. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yep. it says it, it. It basically means influenza. Yep. Um, when you puke a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, no. The, the anyway, back on the Jimny. So yeah, the Jimnys are really cool, and I really wish we get those. You know, it, it's one of those things where yeah, it'd be a, a niche product, or niche product. But I mean, yeah, like, but it's one of those things. Look at else? how manufacturers exploit niche products these days. You know what else? A niche product, a Jeep Wrangler. And you, they out, sell a shit ton of those. I think if you made a Suzuki Jimny, you would get so many people that want a Wrangler, but live in the city and can't like get the physical yeah. space for a Wrangler. I think you would actually have a market for that. But then the manufacturers that come back and their focus groups are like, well, the Chevy Tracker didn't sell very well. I'm like, oh, I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. It's the Chevy Tracker. Is, Chevy. It, it, that, piece of shit. After they started designing it off of the uh, I think they designed it after the Daewoo or something and yeah, just kept I don't the name. remember. Like but no, it's it was like, a Geo originally when it came here. I yeah, well that, it was but... originally the Geo tra- or it was the Geo Tracker, those ones sold well. And they the Vi- did, the Vitara yeah. based ones sold decently well. And yeah. the Vitara based ones are still around. But, but they had that terrible two point eight liter GM engine. Yeah, as I say once once you went with the GM engine it all got much worse. Um, no, I think the the Jimmy's really cu- really cool. You know, we actually saw one the other day coming yeah. to Laserdisc movie day movie night, and we I was trying to slow down. That, yeah. I was trying to slow down for it, and I just couldn't slow down enough like to reasonably <laughs> drive in traffic because he was just struggling so much. It was so cute. <laughs> I just love it. We harken back to the cuteness of the last episode where we gave good consumer advice. <laughs> yes, I told you to buy the Denard D two hundred. I am that actually working on a Denard D two hundred motor cult T shirt, so oh, for that sake. will be a thing, um, <laughs> a real life thing. I guess I'll um, do an Aventime one as well. Yes. Why? Well, because I'm also going to do that. Every French car is a supercar. One. That is a fact. Also, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to use that uh, Aventime. I'm going to use a two CV. I can't oh, find yeah. it, I can't find any times like doing anything other than be like hard parts and factory photos. So. What I will I mean I could easily make a vector art of an Avon time wheeling. But... If you want to do a vector art of an Avon time, <laughs> I would happily incorporate it on a t-shirt. I mean it, I maybe I'll do it at some point. It'd probably take me like 8 hours to make it cuz vector art's fucking lame, but 
yeah, that's I I don't use Vector. I just use a massive, massive Photoshop file. I start with Vector because then I can turn it into whatever the hell I want. That it's true, but it's just it's such a pain in the butt. I don't have a drawing pad, and it's just like if I had a drawing pad, I would totally do it. Drawing pad doesn't make it that much easier. Eh, I feel like it would. Just for like how I work. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> anyway, that, <laughs> this uh, thing about the Jimny is turning into a off-topic thing, but it's just it's one of those things. I feel Suzuki of America. The only reason they went away is because of terrible marketing. Um, they had marketing. Yeah, it was very bad and very poorly managed. But I remember seeing a whole single Suzuki Kazashi ad. I never saw a Kazashi ad, but I saw a, a uh, Super Bowl ad. What's the XR, the SX4? Yeah, I saw it, SX4 really? ad. Never saw an ad for that. Well, they had them in like Super Street, and they're trying to sell a sedan as like a sporty competitor to the Civic. And I'm like, that's not what I it is. I kind of want a Kazashi. I'm a. If Suzuki of America was still around, I would be rocking nothing but Suzuki. I saw right now. like an immaculately detailed black Kazashi when I was coming they're through Pennsylvania. Cars. I'm like, that is a really handsome machine. I love Suzuki uh, a lot, actually. Um, and, like when I sit there and like I think about it, like a lot of my favorite cars are Suzukis. Like the Cappuccino is a Suzuki, uh, the Sidekick, uh, or yeah, the, the Sidekick and Samurais, the SX4, which I came very close to buying when I bought my van. I just could not find a manual SX4 within like two counties of where I lived. Um, and yeah, the Kazashi, which is, you know, it's a four-cylinder high-revving engine paired with a six-speed manual transmission. Yeah, I mean, they offered drive. it with a V6, but the four-cylinder is probably the way to get it. With no, the... you, you got to get the four-cylinder with the manual. That's I'm pulling the up the uh, Super Bowl ad right here for the Kazashi. Good, and we're not going to get a cease and desist because this company no longer exists. <laughs> <laughs> and it's taking up a small portion of the screen, and I don't think the audio works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Just look up Suzuki Kazashi Sled 2012 Super Bowl commercial. There you go. I think this is actually the commercial that might have just like tainted them. Cause they, Maybe. They like left the market in like 2013 I, just, I remember this ad. I'm like, There's a cute pup in it. Like It's great. And he's listening to 50 Cent. Yeah. And it's the pudgy Asian guy. And look how happy those pups are. You want your pups to be happy? Buy, yourself, buy them a Kazashi. Pretty much. That's what this ad is telling me. You know, also, you know, I, I really like basic looking cars from the 80s because i'm a fan of ma the yes, like the Ryan. unused space this is one of those cars that does not do that like this car's a lot going on like design wise with it and i really like the design of the car you missed it his wife asked where's the sled and then he smirks and says i traded it in <laughs> that's ah, perfect suzuki ads no i don't want to listen to that guy review his shitty his, his shitty automatic v6 front wheel drive yeah. kazashi oh <laughs> but no, that, that's a, that's a very cool car. I like that car a lot. Me too. Yeah. If Motor Cult ever gets sponsored by like a car selling website, we'll just buy a Kazashi and just bomb around in it. Yeah. Well, I I plan on at some point, probably in the next year or so, uh, joining uh, the Midwest Automotive um, Media Association, and so I can start doing car reviews. Get y'all's press pass. Yeah. Exactly. And do car reviews and stuff. I think it'd be fantastic. Because I think we have a lot to say about new cars. So. Oh, God. <laughs> um, somebody giving us a press car. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> How it well... has a lot of beer bottle caps in the back seat. I don't know. There must have been in there when we got it. <laughs> yeah, that, that came to us from Motor Trend that way. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it smelled like weed. <laughs> you got to have a word with those guys. They really yeah, don't take care guys, of the press yeah, car. Yeah, they ruined the car. Um, 
Anyway, so um, Randy gets a car after us or something. <laughs> Holy shit, guys! What did you do? What's wrong with these tires? Why are they so choppy? Uh, don't worry about it. it. They may have been the same size as my van, and my van may have had five-year-old Sumitomo's on it. <laughs> the question is vague. Yeah, I, I don't know. Having difficulty answering that. Anyway, uh, so you have a note here about the fastest car show. In yeah. Netflix. Okay. So I, I was. I think I previously mentioned this, but I'm curious. It's a, it's a different show. Oh, okay. Um, this is one where they pick a random supercar. I say that with quotation fingers. Oh no, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I talked about then this. They... Yeah. Really? Yeah, I said it was dumb. Oh, it's extremely dumb. Yeah. So I guess let's just reiterate how dumb it is. Did you watch it? Yes. You forgotten you well, watched it? I, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. No, I, no, I watched it, it because fun. the pilot episode has busy in it. Yeah, it's got a cool van, but it's so stupid. But the rest of the episode is just trash. At, at the end of the last I episode, you were talking about the JDM Legends show. No, that show. That's, no, I, I mentioned that how that show's better than Fastest Car. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that but, show is terrible. So I, mean, well, I, I, th- I think you're bad. just not a fan of automotive. No, those television. people don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, they do. At least the episode I watched, they like they did nothing to this car. Like they got it out of a barn and they put new tires on it. Like emptied out the fuel system and put new gas in it. They're like, oh, we fixed it. It might have been what it needed. Yeah, it's fine, but I'm just saying it's not TV worthy at all. No, well, that's the thing is, you know, they're, you're also having producers that don't know. Anyway, this show cars. is really terrible. Yeah. Because they, they found like five trailer park people with their home built shit and they're like and interviewing them about their, they're like building their life story. I'm like, I don't care. And then, yeah, Busy. I watched it for him because he's awesome. Yeah, Busy. I felt bad that he came in last place, but. I think it's just, it's just so stupid that that, just that show. I, well, it, the thing is, if you're trying to make a car for a car enthusiast, yeah. or a show for a car enthusiast, like, it's clearly not for that. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right here, right now, on the last episode, don't have the supercar win. I, have the home-built car made, because I've never met a car enthusiast that has ever, like, even if it's not factually true, has yeah. ever liked seeing a Koenigsegg 1-1 beat, like, a built-up Camaro or something. I would love to see a Koenigsegg just mop the floor with an F-body that has, like, 50 I'm, grand That's just an example. But I've never seen somebody, or I guess another example would be, like, I... E30 M3, like your car. Like, nobody wants to see that. Like, you know what's going to happen, but we're not here to see it. We're here to talk about how cool our cars are. Like, car enthusiasts like talking about their own stuff. Like That's true. One of my favorite, like, things I've ever heard is car enthusiasts hate talking about other people's cars. Yeah. But they love talking about their own. Well, duh. That's yeah. just, like, human nature on yeah, exactly. every single topic. But that, that's that, that's the thing you have to understand about that's not car culture. It's entirely you're... true, though, because if I see something super no, interesting, I, like... I know you're this way, too. Yeah, you'll, no, you'll I am. You'll fucking beeline for that I, thing. I am, but that's not, that's not, like, the rule of thumb you should be using. Like, use the no, rule I get of thumb that, that like, the right. home-built thing should be the right. one that wins. I agree. Like... No, I, I agree. And, and I can on the think... pilot episode, that's how it was. Yeah. There was, like, the crippled kid with the hand controls and his old pickup that won. Yeah, no, the last episode it was the supercar. I'm gonna just blow it for you. Like That's fine. Show. I'm not gonna watch any more Nobody, episodes of it. I've so. never said any, I've never seen anybody like wanted to watch the last episode. They just like fought through it to see who won. Yeah, supercar wins. Sorry guys. Great. They suck. Yeah, That's that fine. shouldn't also Wheelman that on Netflix fucking sucked. Awful. That was awful, awful. We tried to watch it. That. that was Dude, terrible. I almost puked. Like it, the, it was literally just cinematography it, was just like a GoPro and the guy's E forty six and he just like runs it into shit. Yeah, and like well what they were trying to do is be like, oh, we want to be authentic. And it's like yeah, that yeah, there's authentic there's two authentic. I feel like I'm watching a YouTube dash cam video of some guy in Russia. Yeah. Like, like I don't uh, care. That's just about a that. regular guy's commute to work in Russia. Yeah. But no ladas. 
That's there, true. There were, so yeah, worse. so it was actually worse but in every way. But it also fucks way. up his EHP. I'm just like, fuck off. Yeah, it's not worth watching. It's stupid. But like one the I do want to watch. really bad. There's the one that I did see. I've been mean to watch. It's on my watch list. because It's called uh, Hajwala. From what I can tell, it's about Saudi Arabian street racing. That actually sounds awesome. Because you know Saudi Arabia's got dope street racing. I kind of want to watch community. that like, right after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will be watching that sooner rather than later. Damn. And telling everybody about that. Um, sure, but, remind me when you're watching and I'll watch it too. But before we move on to the next topic, I just a couple of, I mean, really good car movies outside of like your bullets and your French oh, connections. Dude, yeah. Like, by adrenaline. the way, watch those. Um, Shoto Kosoku. It's a Japanese street racing movie. I'm really shocked that you're recommending a Japanese gear. This one I'm, I'm recommending because they didn't shut down the streets or tell anybody that they oh, were yeah, filming it. I told about you about this. that. And like, some, like there was like, like the stunts and car accidents people actually <laughs> thought were really happening. <laughs> so like it created panic in the streets. <laughs> and they made like six of these movies. So yeah, that, that is... And they didn't close at any of the times. And no, they were still allowed to make no, them. No, they, uh, they were not allowed to show them in theaters after the first one. So the first one to the theater the rest were straight to video but like they were like really like well done um that's <laughs> really really, really well done uh movies and actually the storylines are great in them uh the cars are fantastic uh you had um <laughs> r3 skylines you had the hasoke um s130 280zx which was a 200 mile an hour 280zx that was actually oh, a yeah. racing yeah. car um uh, Kaichi Sachia, the Drift King from all the Drift Bible videos and stuff, he actually has a cameo in it. Hmm. So, yeah, no, that's a really good movie. And then you said Adrenaline. Adrenaline is a, a really, really well put together uh, BMW DTM movie from the 60s when they were doing okay. the Batmobiles and the M1s and stuff. Oh, like that. yes, that would be a great movie it's to watch. It's so good. Um, um, Hari bought it on Vimeo and I log into his Vimeo account and downloaded a copy. So I think I have it. I can give it to you. Yes. We should actually watch that instead of ways just movie night sometime. It was available on laser disc. Just say that the disc failed and we'll just watch it. And there will be a point in time where we run out of laser discs. What was that Nikki hunt? uh, Or Nick, Nikki hunt that Nikki Lauda, James hunt movie called. Cause that one I think might be the best, the like actually best car movie I've seen made in the last 10 years. I don't know. But it, that one was very good. Hmm. Very well cast. And uh, it had Chris Hemsworth uh, playing... Um, I don't know any actor or actress's name. The guy that played driver. Thor. He's he's basically an Adonis that played James Hunt. I have a towel with Thor on it just so Chris Hemsworth can be close to my butt. That's true. I mean, I guess that's fair. After watching that movie, my bed's still trying to dry out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think on that bombshell, <laughs> I just got asked on Google chat, what's your guilty pleasure JDM car? No context. That's actually a good question. We can just go with it then. Yeah. Well, what's, <laughs> do, do you want to think about yours for a I'm second? Gonna, I'm going to have to. Your your answer is going to be messy, so just go for it. Mine, mine is going to be messy. Uh, I think my guilty pleasure JDM car, because mine's going to have to be based off the fact that I'm already into like Japanese domestic car market cars. No way. I hadn't noticed yeah, that. Yeah, I know, you. right? Um, so you're, you're going to expect me to say something like, you know, like a cappuccino or some weird K car or 1980s wedge-shaped sports car. Um, I'm actually probably going to have to say a Toyota Chaser. Um, that one's up there. That one's still very close to my Cressida, so it's actually a very hard question. Um, Jesus, what am I going to say? That's a tough question. I, 
Well, I've I've just gone through my brain. I guess I'll just do mine first. Yeah, what's yours? Uh, I have to think about mine now. Ninety-six NSX. The is that the first year of the three-two? Three-two NSX. Mm-hmm. What, they said they body. said JDM. Do they mean Japanese or just JDM JDM? Like has to be available in. J- it has in Japan. no punctuation. Your is spelled U R, oh, and there's God. no question mark. So. What's your What's your so, guilty pleasure, JD? I'm going to assume is that it came from your Google. It's probably from somebody that's in the Euro community, and since it's misspelled, probably doesn't know that JDM means just from Japan only. Uh, so with that, I'm going to say a V6 MX3. That's fair. That's a very cool car. I like both of our choices. Yeah, that that is my <laughs> guilty pleasure car. It's a car I'm not supposed to like, but I do. Because it is front wheel drive. We saw one of those on the engine. Waffle House trip. Yes, on a and tow I dolly. flipped out. I was so excited. I, <laughs> I got on the walkie-talkie. I drove by it first. I'm like, Ryan, you are gonna love what is on the tow dolly behind this and thing. I screamed and there's like a into 20 it. second pause where he's still catching up in the minivan. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a V6. <laughs> yes, it, it is. Uh, that is my guilty pleasure because it, it's it's the smallest production V6, uh, and that was like. At that point, one point eight liters, man. Yeah, one point eight liter V six and made like two hundred horsepower or something. Like I don't it was, remember what it was. I think it's one hundred eighty something, but still, it made like really good lot. power. And that's it, when the three liter, three and a half liter V sixes of the era were making two hundred. Yeah, best. like well, it was a it was a destroked uh, Ford Probe engine. It was a very cool car. Um, yes, it was, and yes, it was. Yeah, uh, that that car. Uh, I've been trying to find one. I cannot. They do not exist anymore. So I know we were on Craigslist, like searching For, around the country. I, I did the entire country on Nothing. on Search Tempest. Yeah, I found Zero. a couple examples, but they Nada. were clapped. Yeah, or really expensive, or like from Florida with like a questionable yeah. title. It said for whatever reason Mazda Millennium. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, if you see something from Florida and it's a good deal, question it. If you don't know the person, question it. So all right, we're bringing it back a little bit on to- on track. Sure. Um, I had a question that I thought of today. Okay. And I was sitting in traffic behind a first-generation GS300, the, like the 92 GS300. Yeah. Not the one that people normally think of. but the, Not the, the one with like the Altezzi tail not, not the Not the quad headlight. But right. if, if you want to bring that up, I'm talking about this. Uh, sure. The 92 Lexus GS300. Um, I'm like, this car I like a lot. This is a fantastic rear end. It's a design by Giorgetto Gigaro. Um Yes, that one right there. Um and it made me wonder, who is your favorite automotive designer? I'll let you go first. Okay. Because um, I got two. I've got honest. a two-part answer. One of them is not genuine, but I still think is worth mentioning. Uh, Chris Bangle, the one that is unanimously ridiculed for making the Bangle Butt 7 Series and 6 Series BMWs. Oh, in the early 2000s. those ones? Those are terrible. But the thing is, he also made Mr. Wags. Oh. And he did a lot of other really cool shit. But the thing, why I picked him, not really officially... Is because he was taking risks in the early 2000s. He was making shit that looked like nothing else. And that is true. Mad props to that guy. That... My actual answer, Henrik Fisker. Can we zoom in out any of these pictures? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Um, there we oh. go. That, I guess that's zoomed in enough. Sure, yeah. Give me the high-res picture. Guy, you're just going to give yourself cancer. Did you see what kind of t- what that was? Sure, I don't care. T-U-U-M-I? Dude, it's, it's probably in... fine. Trust the internet, Ryan. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, this is the <laughs> Lexus GS designed by. Look at that Giorgio high resolution. Gigiaro. Now that's going to be on this laptop forever. Yeah, and I it's love probably gonna, him. probably going to steal all your personal information. Luckily, um. <laughs> there isn't any on this thing because it's doing one thing, which is streaming the video. Good. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, Chris Bangle was your first answer. Uh, yeah, and my actual pick is Henrik Fisker. Okay, that's totally he fair. He did the BMW Z8. Thank he you. did the Z4. He did the Fisker Karma. He did a bunch of shit that's real that, cool. That that is a very good catalog of of designs. Um, yeah, I got two answers as well. Uh, my first one is based off of a single car. My single favorite car design ever. That is a hell of a setup. Is the Lamborghini Countach. Oh, okay, yeah, that's not yep. surprprising. Yeah, at all. nobody's surprised by that. <laughs> but Marcello Gandini, I think he uh, for that it's like Michelangelo's David. Like if <laughs> if Michelangelo did nothing else, if he only created David, like he would still be famous for that. And I think that's what Gandini did with the um with the Countach. He also did do a lot of other Lam- Lamborghinis, and I think he did some Maseratis and stuff. When Maserati sold money to like hire people, um, <laughs> oh, but, he, um, sorry, uh, Fisker also did the V8 and V12 Vantages. Okay, so this guy's got like a pedigree of well built, anyway, well designed yeah. cars. Yes, there you go. Um, but yeah, Gandini, like I think if he did one single design, like and it was the Countach, he would be famous. That's that. like a mic drop. Yeah, you sketch that thing, it goes into production, like it's my one car done. Like that's done. it. It's like uh, I think that the guy that did the scream, you know, the the painting of the guy, it's like all curvy and screaming. Salvador Dali. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't Dali. That was Salvador Dali. That was Dali. Yes. I, I swear to God, it was somebody other than no, Dali. No, he did that. The time, every one of those famous paintings is Salvador I mean, Dali. It's Salvador Dali. I mean, I'm not an art history minor, but like I was one credit away from it. Bollocks! That can't possibly be Dali. It is. Edward Munch. Oh. Was it Edward Munch? It was Edward Munch. All right. Anyway. I accept. I was just say, I think the Countach actually oh, would I'm so be... so happy he's a German. <laughs> I think the Countach, <laughs> if if that was the only thing that he had designed, he'd still be like Edward Munch, where that guy is still... He did like one famous painting. And mm. everybody thinks Salvador Dali did it. Yeah. yeah. Who do people think designed the Countach? Yeah. That's my question. Um... <laughs> Jajaro? No, not Jajaro. It was uh, for the longest time I kept getting mixed up with Michael Adi. Um, not Bill Adi? No. The guy that Jeremy no, Clarkson no, took no, the no, face no. mask on to the GTR no, no, trip I kept, I kept getting mi- mixed up with Michael Adi because I knew his first name was Marcello. But um, no, I think actually for career though, I do have to say Giorgetto Jajaro um, mm-hmm. is my favorite uh, designer um, because he has just done so many cars that either I like stand out in their fray um i mean if you look up his history of cars that he's designed um giorgio Giugiaro, he's done everything from the scirocco and the dmc delorean the he dude did... has designed a shitload of stuff that isn't cars too yeah he designed probably the prettiest assault rifle i've ever seen um the nikon d200 yeah the nikon d200 camera the like the like the quintessential slr camera and just designed. writing out jajaro is like the oh. most satisfying thing. yeah I even know. just saying it it's like Geo-Geto word Geo-Geto. butter but i what, what i was gonna say was jajaro was able to take what has no right to being a remotely good looking car and he would make them look good like an example of that yugo uh yeah the yugo he designed which actually if you compare a yugo to like any other car of that era, the Yugo actually looks pretty good. Um, but there's another Especially one. Especially the GVX. Yeah, the GVX. Uh, the Daewoo Which Lanos. Which is hugely he different. He did the Daewoo Lanos. Of course he did. But it would the, also, I don't know, everybody's laughing about it, like me saying the Daewoo Lanos looks good. Now, compare the Lanos to the Chevy Aveo 
because the Aveo was Daewoo's successor to the Lanos, right? Which was de- not designed by Giorgetto. All right. No, uh, the, the Lanos was actually interesting looking. Yeah, and I, I think I think that that's that that just kind of goes to say that this guy he's capable of just as a career making anything look good, and that's how I like him. Well, um, yeah, I mean he's got an eye for design. I guess um, <laughs> what was the other guy? Um, Bruno Sachs. He's also another good one. Hmm. He did all the Mercedes in like the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So, hmm. yeah, that that guy, um, he he is absolutely noteworthy for that. Um, Jana, what? Who do? You, who would you say? I mean, if you can't, if you can't think of their name, do they have no, a car Giorgetto Giorgetto Yeah, he designed every one of my favorite cars: the DeLorean. Who designed the Aventime? Ooh, can can you look that up? I think that might have been actually Giorgetto. I think you might be right. <laughs> that seems like something he would do. Because that car looks better than as any right being. Renault Aventime. Designer right here. Uh, Patrick Patrick Le, Le Cremont. Let's see what this guy looks like. He looks like a boss. Probably dirty in French. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jana found a picture of mine. did not. Yeah. He did He's not design anything good looking except for the Aventime. Um, oh, never mind. He did the first gen Twingo. Yeah, that's another great car. <laughs> oh my god! So our motor cult's new favorite designer is. Yeah, I might have to change my uh, answer to Patrick Le Um. Anyway, so I'm just going to do like a quick rundown of things I noticed that Jajaro did that were awesome. Okay. Deal. Um, <laughs> I'm ready for this. <laughs> the Alfa Romeo Brera, the one five nine. Oh my god, the Brera is like the sexiest thing ever yeah, made. Exactly. The Julia. The okay. original Julia spr- Sprint. Yep. Yes. Yeah, he designed that. Um, the Eagle Premier, which, what? Yeah, I guess he designed that. Um, Oops. He designed the uh, Aston Martin DB4 GT Bertone Jet. Aston Martin. Whatever. Audi, The original Audi 80, the BMW 3200 CS, the M1, the Nazca C2, uh, the EB118, which was their not-production um, four-door that they made. Oh, um, interesting. The Daewoo Lanos, the Ferrari 250 GT short wheelbase Bertone. Oh, my God. Um, the, Fra- the Fiat uh, 850 Spider, the Fiat Dino Coupe. Um, let's see here. Uh, the FSO Polonaise. Wow, that's nice. That, that actually is another example because if you look at Soviet cars, it's probably the best-looking Soviet car ever. <laughs> uh, that is really strange, actually, the Hyundai designer. The original Hyundai Sonata, the Hyundai Stellar, the Hyundai Excel, and the Hyundai Pony. Um, now, if you type in 1974 Hyundai Pony, you'll see that's actually the coolest-looking Korean car of all time. Uh, yeah, the Yugo, the Yugo, uh, the Zastava Yugo, and the Zastava Florida. Um, he did the Volkswagen W12 Nardi concept, the original Jetta, the original Scirocco, the original Golf, the original Passat, the Carmen Ghia. Oh, dude, that thing looks like that Lamborghini. Um, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looks just like it. <laughs> he did the Toyota Resto, as I mentioned before, the Suzuki SX4, which we mentioned previously being the, one of the best looking Suzuki's ever. Uh, yeah, the, the Subaru SVX, uh, basically every single Seat, the Saab 600 and the Saab 9000, the Renault 19 and 21, um, the Mazda Familia, the original Mazda Familia, I think actually it might have been the second generation familiar. The Mazda Luce or Luce, whichever one. Luce. Yeah, L U C E. It's a Luce, like the pizza restaurant in town. 
um, arguably one of the best looking Mazdas, and I will actually say the Cosmo. best looking front wheel drive car. Oh, that could period. Be. Um, Maserati. Mm, Renault Aventime is way up there. If you think of a Maserati that you like, <laughs> bless you. Like, just name a, a Maserati that looks good right now, F- off the top of your head. Now. The Go. first gen facelift Quattroporte. He made it. Did he also do the pre facelift one? He did the 76 Quattroporte. He did the 3200 GT, which was the one that you mentioned. Um, oh, sorry. I meant the modern. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like the 2011. Yeah. yeah GP. He, oh, okay. 2011. No, he did the 98. Oh, that's a gorgeous car. Yeah. Uh, the Maserati Mirac, the Bora, <laughs> the Ghibli, the 5000 GT. The Lotus Esprit. Go through this list faster. Lexus GS, uh, Lancia Mega Gamma, which actually means that he designed the minivan um, as a whole. The Zuzu Piazza slash Impulse, the Zuzu 117 Coupe, <laughs> the Iso Revolta, every single Iso car, the Innocenti, uh, the DeLorean, the DiTomaso Mangusta. Uh, the dude's done everything. He even did the interior on the early 90s Cadillac Fleetwood like sedan the big ass real drive Cadillac Fleetwood and he did the interior on the 8990 Buick Park Avenue Ultra the Buick that I had where the only thing that was cool about that car was how awesome the interior was the dude's done everything dope you did not have a Park Avenue yeah I had a, I had a no I didn't yes I did I had an 89 Park was, Avenue wasn't a Park Avenue what was it it was like a I think it was a Park Avenue no it was a Regal or something I don't know it was a it wasn't a Regal the, the Park Avenues fancy. were always the roundy ones no they weren't yes they were no they weren't Look up 89 Park Avenue. I don't want... I have so many windows open right now. I've got a Countach open. Do you really Countach and put up 89 Buick Park Avenue? Yuck. This is in the name of science. I will be turning down your microphone if you have a, an outburst like that again, sir. I'm sorry. I should... I, I should. That is a 50th anniversary Countach on the screen. That is actually my favorite vehicle of all time, so you have a good point. <laughs> Simmer down. Countach. Anyway. Anyway. My uh, trackpad decided it wanted to stop working again. Oh uh, what's next? Are we moving on to World uh, Cup of after Cars? After this, it is World Cup of Cars. Yes, we have the Serbia, which is the Yugo GV versus Sweden. Which is the Koenigsegg one to one? I might, I might have biased that a little bit. Up oh, there it goes. Now it works again. Okay. Anyway, That's, I'm glad you picked the GV instead of the GVX yeah. for this competition. You can inter, you can interchange them if you guys want. Really are fighting for that because I'm gonna say the Koenigsegg one one because it's no. actually it's got cool doors. The Koenigsegg totally wins over the GV, but it oh, does yes. not win over the GVX. I agree. So should we have the Koenigsegg GVX B, the fighter for Serbia? Can they make a great value extreme Koenigsegg? I don't. Well, I mean, they made the CCX, which I imagine means consumer confidence extreme. That's gotta be. That's gotta be it. That. Uh, if we, so. So which one would it be? I mean, the Koenigsegg for sure wins. Oh. I mean, just like not even a question. Okay. So the, the Koenigseggs are like the only hypercars I really enjoy. I. Yeah, I'm t- I tend to agree. I mean, the Zonda, sorry, the wire is cool, but like, eh, it's, it's paddle shift now. You know what? No, the, the Pagani Zonda. The Zonda's real good. Like, it, Zonda, in all honesty, I'm very happy that... Um, Zonda F would be real good. I'm very happy that the um, but the Italians were not in the World Cup of Cars because I'd have a very hard time not being biased towards, like, so many weird Italian cars that I like. It's, yeah. 
Well, here I got. We gotta, were fighting through in the early days of the World Cup of Cars, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's. Um, I, I got, got another one. Here. I've got another one here. Yeah. This one's actually very close. I Dude, actually, I, I don't even want to pick on this one. I originally was gonna do two different cars, like totally different cars. I, I was gonna do, I was gonna do a Toyota, uh, Supra versus, like a, the Aston Martin, whatever they're Aston. Yeah, I don't care. What what's their fancy one? The uh, Vulcan. Yeah, that one. I was gonna do that, but then I'm like, I want two cars that actually competed with each other. These were both Bond cars, and these cars. Both have a very special place in my heart. I am I talking about. Just cannot pick between these two vehicles. I am talking about the Aston Martin DB, Aston. Aston Martin DB4, and the Toyota 2000 GT. Dude, no, you can't do this. I'm going to. I you have to go happen. You cannot with do the this. Toyota 2000 GT because when I was playing Forza Horizon, I made one in like a Barbie pink with a daisy uh, on the hood and. So it holds a special place in my heart. She named it Daisy. That kind of hurts me. And and we got it to go really oh. really fast. <laughs> I I I have to say, oh, when they both have straight six engines, making roughly the same amount of power. Mm. I wonder if I can get these both up on the screen at the same time. I oh no, that makes it harder. That's what she said. I am going to say. But that's what's Toyota. happening in the room. Let's I know. Be I, I bear no shame. I, I can hear a lot of engorgement. N- neither of these cars are bad. <laughs> I just, I think, um, yes, I'm going to have to say the Toyota. Uh, why, uh, why can't I scroll to the right? Because uh, this is because Aston Martin's you. stupid website. Um, well, DB4, 2000 GT. Mm. Oh man, no! I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the 2000 GT. I also am gonna say the 2000 and GT. Now this is very very hard for me, but there's two reasons I'm doing this. Oh my word! The 2000 GT was a land, just really just a, a land shed car for the Japanese auto bike makes around the world, um, or a watershed car for that as a watershed moment in time landmark. That's what I was trying to say. Well, uh, you got to a lot of words before that. Yep. It also had a Yamaha-designed engine, which is very cool. Um, and it started the history of that happening. If I remember correctly, I think that actually the wood in the dashboard is from Yamaha for their uh, for their uh, pianos or grand pianos. They actually use the wood for those for the dashboard. That's excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I can't look away from this thing. It is the rear half of the car that gets me on this. From the side. On the 2000 GT? Yes. I like the window. How the... That doesn't do anything for me. It's just the front. No, no. I need need to show you exactly what I mean. Look at how the rear glass on the window tapers up, and the top edge of the rear window tapers down at a different rate than the actual rear hatch. I really liked it a lot. And I also like where it comes to kind of like its end. After the um, gonna, after their wheel well, close out of the DB4. Yes, the 2000 GT1. Let's get this fo- the straight side shot that there's a that there is. Um... Ooh, that that is that that would be why it wins. That is such a good looking engine, man. Both those cars are about the same price too. They're both somewhere in the millions, low millions. I was gonna say, I think this is like yeah. 700, 800 grand. So here, let me point this out to you, since we have the technology. Uh, well, it's, I'm going to have to duplicate it on the laptop right here. That part right there. Right here? Yes. 
that that's the part that I like so much is that is just yeah that that rear window gets me um, okay and I also like the how the door meets roughly the same curve at the bottom of it as the rear window that I like I'm just yeah. gonna scroll through every photo God, they have this of this is just thing. such a good looking car I, we made the right decision this one wins one they... absolutely this one won I don't know if it's gonna be possible to beat this thing out this might be the best car in the world Against what, what? What was the other car that we? The Aventime. Oh, oh against the Aventime. Man. Oh. I mean, no. the 2000 GT wins, but oh man, I feel like I'm kicking a puppy making that decision. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, these were actually semifinals. You're right. Yeah, but yeah, this this will be going up against the Aventime. Oh, I don't want to make that decision. Oh, we're gonna have to roll dice. That's why it wins right there. You the have, five speed shift now. You that, have. To watch the video version of this podcast. God, that's a good looking car. Oh my god. What year was this thing made? Uh this is the late sixties. That is just nuts. Uh, that's a, this, a, this particular one's a sixty seven. That's just insane. And Twiggy had one. <gasps> I love Twiggy. There we go. Three M type engine tune up specifications. Yeah, not three M is in the American company. Three M is in the third engine of the M series. Correct. Oh God, I love those those recessed gauges. I don't like that. It feels very seventies. Um, weird because it's the sixties. Yeah, that's the thing. The seventies took everything that they have from this car. Well, <sighs> I think also another thing that's really great is I love the vents underneath the um, the grill. Looks and like those, they're from Home Depot. And those big ass lights in the front of it. I love the uh, shrouded front lights. Yeah, those are actually the fog lights that you're looking at. Yep. The headlights pop up. So I pop have up noticed that it's pop up headlamps. Mm, pop up headlamps pop are up headlamps. that 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 would make it win as well. So mm. I think this this is fair. This is a fair winner, in this case. I agree. Yeah. It's I man that that is just such a. I think car. I think I'm gonna have to change the French car to be something I can actually match this. I think we have to change the French car to something that I'm okay with losing to. That's, no, no. To I want it to be something that's very good. Like a Bugatti EB110? Maybe. Something like that or like the Renault um, 5 Turbo. This would kick the shit out of a Renault 5 Turbo. Yes. A Renault Clio Williams? Even still. God. Even like a Series 2 V6. I, th- I think Japan won. <laughs> Word. I, I'm not going to call it the as end. of right now. Anyway, let's look at a French car real quick. Ooh, yes. This is live on Bring a Trailer right now. You need to buy that. <gasps> Scott needs to buy this. Scott. Scott. It's a 1.6. It's a late model 1.6. That's everything Scott it's wants. Left, left-hand drive. Scott wants a smaller engine, doesn't he? Well, I mean, you want it for just the cost reason. Well, no, he said you wanted the, the smaller engine. I guess he was talking about how he likes how it winds up more. Probably. But anyway, it's really nice spec. It's in the States already. God, it's everything you want. 115 horsepower. That's great. It's a beautiful nice and blue. Clean. Yeah, that that is a fantastic. It's got three days left. It's currently going for 5,600 bucks. <gasps> that's not. I love that, that blue as well. Yeah, like, like you I mean, said. it's probably gonna go for eight nine grand. But yeah, no, it's all. That's a beautiful car. I yeah, did, if I you, did send it to him. If you Good. factor in five thousand dollars worth of importation fees and tariff stuff, that's, like that, it wouldn't cost that much. No, like, no, I mean, like, no, that's. I mean, to import it from France, you'd be looking at three to five thousand dollars. I'm saying five thousand dollars on a high end. I could get a car. You using up here. using an importer. That's what I mean. Even using a guy who does importing, it's less than that. Even counting shipping to my door. It's a properly good car. So yeah. Yep. So anyway, I sent that to Scott. You should buy that. Scott, buy it. Yep. 
the jury has spoken. All right, Ryan, bold the 2000 GT in the notes. I am doing that because I couldn't uh, use my trackpad to select gray. I had to bolt <laughs> out the other one. I like how Google Docs shows us everything that's going on real yes. time, so you can see like the fumbling around. Anonymous chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think this is a good episode. Th- thank you very much for listening. I'm yeah, happy no, with this. Always... We're ending on a good note that um, I think we're going to have another Motor Cult top tip of, Scott, you need to buy this blue car right yep. the fuck Every, now. Uh, actually, pretty much everyone should be buying a actually, Scott, GTI. you will have bought this car by the time this airs. Yes, on Wednesday. Because uh, it... Yeah, actually, yep. Yes. This episode w- airs. Congratulations, oh, I'm, I'm Scott, sorry, on listeners, new... you lost your chance on buying Peugeot. this lovely 1992 Peugeot 205 GTI 1.6 LHD. But it's fine, because now you can go to Motor Cult's uh, actual studios physically and look at it. So, yes, come to our studios. No, wait, you don't know where, we, where we're from, so you can't really. Yep, so you should just I think, go buy I, your I think, own I think that GTI. should be... That, there, that, now that's our bombshell right there. Buy your own 205 it's GTI. It's buy, buy your own damn GTI. <laughs> but they should definitely GTI. do that. Yes, they should. Car. Everybody should buy a, a Peugeot GTI. I would I would love it if these were thick on the ground in the United States. God, it'd be great. I, th- I think they will be once more people get like into them. Maybe. Because it, like, it's still pretty rare. It's like, well, you know, the 25-year rule is a thing for like a long time. And like now people are importing Hakoskas and... And like small R31s. cars are much cheaper to import. Yeah, I, I I think that it's just like people have to get like really about it and go like, oh, that's actually affordable. Like I actually want this now. So I still can't even imagine like buying parts for that thing, but it's probably not too bad with the advent of global parts trade and all that. Kind well, AutoZone, like AutoZone's in Mexico. They sold those in Mexico. That's the way I look at it. Wow. Okay. And no, I'm not bombshell. It's true. <laughs> All right. I think it's a good way to end it. Thank Alrighty. you very much for listening, and we will we will catch you next week. Thank Have you. Have a good Wednesday workday, guys. Bye. Ow.